0: Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the Peeps. This is, of course, of course it is. What is it? It's, of course, the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know all of the things that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. My name is Minamo S. Clayton, and I'm a rapper.
1: Minamo <laughs> Estai. <laughs> I manage a web design company called Cantilever.
0: And we just a let of Nats! Let's go. All the time. Final Semi-final Nats. Semi-final winners. the champions of the semifinals. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.
1: Is your website a headache for your organization? A slow or hard-to-use website drives customers away, but Cantilever can help. Our dedicated support department can act as your in-house team, handling everything from system upgrades, to speed improvements, to major design changes. We've been in
0: business since 2011, and have maintained sites for clients like IBM, Esquire Magazine, and Flatiron School. You can access Cantilever's top-notch design and development talent without the cost and overhead of a full-time hire. Plans start at just $2,000 a year, and are customized to suit your needs and budget. To get started with Cantilever, visit
1: cantilever.co/wtp. That's cantilever.co/whiskey tango papa.
0: Folks, the game was USA versus Jamaica. Jamaica, that Jamaica, Jamaica me crazy. A real team. An actual. A team. good team. A good team. The good nats. They got good nats. They got They're Leon. They, they got Leon yeah. Bailey. That, that's a good team. Uh, the, the, the game was, of course, Jamaica versus the USMNT in the semifinal of the Gold Cup, and guess what? We fucking won that shit, and uh, it was it was a good time all around, although not without some complications, but we'll get into those. firstly Indeed. Firstly and foremostly, uh, please do rate and review five stars, hit us up with that, and you might have your review read on the show by the one, the only, Dr. Joe Matnick, calling in. Not impersonated by anyone uh, who has been on this show. No, no n- nothing like that.
1: Real, real doctor.
0: Real, actual Doctor Joe Matnik. I think.
1: I think what's actually going to happen is that one of us is going to read the reviews, and Doctor Joe will sort of critique or analyze what the reviewer decided. Ah, got in it. In the same God. way that he re- he critiques and reviews with the referees decide. right
0: that's right that's right you're right i did get that email He's,
1: he, that's his natural kind of like inclination
0: yeah 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 we want to keep his job as streamlined as yeah. possible so right right he insisted cool. um yeah so so stay tuned for that of course click subscribe what's it your first time listening hit that subscribe button and smash that button. Smash it! Don't t- don't please do not twice though once only. If you twice, you'll unsubscribe. So don't. do yeah, that. Yeah, twice
1: is no good. Three times is great. <laughs> Fantastic. Four, four, no bueno.
0: <laughs> and, Cinco bien. <laughs> <laughs> and follow us on Twitter at WTVPod. That's Wilbur Tango Pizza Pod. Just a just a special little
1: plea before we end housekeeping. Um, this is a very important time for our show you've been with us for a while, you know that a weekend like this doesn't come along very often. we got two finals on Sunday, and this is where our listenership picks up, frankly. This is where people really start you know, popping into iTunes looking for Nats coverage, and I bet you have some people in your life who are looking for Nats coverage, too. So would you please go to your Facebook machine, your Twitter machine, and just send out a little a little shout out to you boys. If you do that, we'd be so, so grateful for you spreading the word in public or in private about this show and what we're doing. And if you have people in your life who are like-minded, who love the gnats, men's or women's, uh, now's the perfect time to get them involved. And we promise we'll, we will do our absolute best to deliver the mediocre coverage that you're accustomed to <laughs> from the, this podcast. Without delay. So please help us out. Help us out. Amplify our message at this
0: critical time. And we'll be forever grateful. Thank you. Very much. Forever and ever. End of housekeeping, <laughs> folks. Shall we do the damn thing? I want to go no stops all the way to the end of this game. I want to start it, enjoy oh. it, and I then. Want, I really want you to do that, Clayton. <laughs> but I'm really sorry.
1: There's like there's like a hurricane brewing. <sighs> Outside my window here. Ooh, okay. I think I'm, I'm gonna need a break. All right. If your shit, shit cuts
0: out, you know, we might just okay. we might just have silence on the pod. Yeah. yeah. For you can't
1: an pod it during a hurricane. It's too risky.
0: <laughs> or maybe you, the listener, is in a hurricane right now and has to pause the pod to 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 find shelter as quickly as possible. If you need to pause yes. the pod. Uh, feel free to do so, but try to get this pod to play start to finish without stopping. All right, and enough, enough. Y'all know what we're talking about. Let's line them the fuck up. It's your boy, two gloves, Man City, obvious starter, can't be top. No way it's anyone else. Four gloves. just Four gloves. Nobody even in consideration. (laughs) Gloves on your feet, gloves on your hands, put a glove (laughs) on your face. It's Zach Steffen. uh, Between the posts. And then finally, we got to see a lot. This lineup includes a lot of things we've been crying for changes the question is are they for the reasons that we wanted them to happen or is greg resting his first choice we'll find out but for now it's great news we got the other franco matt miazga in there in the center back position and the other one just doesn't matter that much to me uh because miazga is what we've been wanting miazga is what we got but we also got some aaron long why not why not the the battering ram aaron long (laughs) yeah and on the left we got captain beardy ream Captain um, Tim Ream, oh,
1: put your hand up if you ever if you ever imagined that <laughs> sentence. That said. United
0: States Captain. Oh boy, Timothy Beardy Beard McBeard Ream. Tim the Beard. <laughs> On the right side, finally, yes, for a big game, we're gonna see Reggie, <laughs> the soccer player formerly known as Reggie bow, bow, bow. Cannon. Thank the good God. Almighty for this, love that boy. We got to see aging Michael Bradley in the midfield, as well as of course the porcelain Pulisic and the tour de force that is Weston McKenney. Wes, it's your boy. Whoa! Talk about a hurricane! Talk about a hurricane! You know, rain delay for this shit. On the left side, we're gonna have stalwart, never questioned it, never would. Uh, it's your boy Pauli Ariola Nips on the right. Lock him in. Yes. It looks like uh Tyler Boyd did did a little too much dribbling out there cuz we're going to see the obedient subservient right-footed only beta beta male the beta male and then up top is your boy back again Josimer Altador, you know him, you love him.
1: Back again for the very first time.
0: <laughs> that was the eleven, and I tell you what, this eleven came out strong as the deuces. Oh man, this was looking hot. I was excited in this first few minutes. We got some some poly, a poly nips chance. We got a Reggie Cannon chance. We're knocking on the door, and then. Battered it the fuck down, Wes, it's your boy, great play here, great team play, finished off, well a bunch of one touches happened, I was like, what am I watching, the Nats? And then Weston McKenney, how does he get that first touch under control, how does he slot that away, he's going a million miles an hour, and yet, golasso, one nothing. let's do this, it's gonna be a great game, um. Except, hold on. Stop now for an hour and a half. We got to see uh, C- Kate Abdo try to make conversation. Kate Abdo riff. <laughs> yes. Kate Abdo's riffing. She's vamping out there. And then let's watch some. Uh, let let's rewatch the England game for a while. Yeah.
1: They just resorted to throwing the England game on, <laughs> which was a great move. I mean, everybody likes the England game.
0: Yeah. Solid move. Good. Good feels yeah. all around. WTP just... highlight on this one. I went outside of the bar in which we were watching this game, and this guy was like, "Come on, man. What the." fuck we just want to see the game and i was like i think it's a weather thing i don't think it's a you know a choice and he was like fake it's not news. voluntary <laughs> this guy's like i fake think that's news. fake news <laughs> I like i understand the concern with uh fake news i just don't think that this is it <laughs> it doesn't
1: quite apply yeah the the disintegration of our democratic system versus actual, a minor inconvenience
0: actual lightning <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> so finally... It's an OSHA problem, ages, really. It's
1: not... Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe global warming. You could argue that this is a global warming yeah. issue. Um, ages later, felt like forever. I didn't know if I was going to get to watch this game. We did come back, but it wasn't the same game. U.S.-Jamaica kicked off again, and uh, it this was pretty, pretty back-and-forth even stuff. Jamaica really found their way into this game. We go into half, which... Ty and I are asking ourselves, why are we taking a full half right now? Why not just take, like, a fiver and get this shit going? No one's tired. Water break. But, uh, you know, the rules be the rules. 20 minutes later, more Kate Abdo, which, don't get me wrong, I I could watch Kate Abdo riff all day. She's, you know, fantastic at what she does. Yeah, she could read the phone book. (laughs) Shout out Kate Abdo. (laughs) However, uh, (laughs) I really wanted to get this game going. We did, we came back... About uh, five ten minutes into the first half, Christian Pulisic would bring us up to 2-0. Fantastic. Uh, this was off of a, uh, I think a Jordan Morris shot. Anyways, it's a rebound. Yes. Goes to the left side. Uh, Christian Pulisic slots this one away. Not an easy finish. It's behind him. He makes it happen. And then, and or then, uh, Leon, ba- Leon Bailey. Uh, Drew drew one back Leon Bailey back with uh, now with the Jamaican team. I guess it's all cool I'll ask Ty about that in a sec gets a vintage. You see this shit in the Bundesliga every week assist Uh, Matt Miazga a little culpable here header one two Shits tense all of a sudden we got a lot of game to go But uh, at the end of the day Although the US never found what they found in those first five minutes before the rain delay the fake news rain delay uh they did end up winning this one 3-1 via Another Christian Polisic goal, which in this case was a uh, an opportunity entirely created by Polisic. This is for Polisic by Polisic. It ends up he ends up trying to get an assist to Paul Ariola <laughs> who smacks it <laughs> <Poo-poo>. <laughs> Who smacks it uh, straight at the keeper. Keeper does have to go to ground, but it bounces harmlessly out to Pulisic, who slots this one away. This was West Pooley Pooley, Pooley to west, west to Pooley. It was the West Pooley. This is the new generation west, the Pooley west Pooley, Pooley experience. experience. Uh, thank God for it! We came out. We're going to the finals, baby. Here, Mexico. Here we come. Ty, what were your uh, first impressions in the wee hours of the morning as this one wrapped up? Happiness, Clayton. Imagine
1: that. I'm I'm walking into my house at one ten in the morning, watching this on a on a. A feed I had to scramble for because my normal feed ran out because there was no conceivable way that the game would last three hours. Uh,
0: <laughs> even with extra so, time and MLS style, old MLS yeah, style. MLS, PCs, yeah, yeah, lots of stoppage, lots
1: of var. You know, it should still shouldn't be three hours. So my feed cuts out, I have to like I have to like figure it out. I do so. I'm walking into my house, Pooley just slots this delicious rebound home and i feel something i haven't felt in in years years clayton since since the the bobby wood goal against honduras <laughs> in 2017 ha, have i really truly felt nats joy yeah you know the the u20s gave me got, got a little flutter going in my heart and the the wnt has has provided a lot of wonderful moments but there's there's just some special feeling to watching to watching the national team just succeed in big moments in tournaments, and that's exactly what they did. So first of all, I was happy. I, I'm a am a fan first, you know. I'm a I'm a pseudo journalist second, uh, and so you know that that for me was was a breakthrough. You know, in, in Greggy B's mission of reestablishing the credibility of the national team or whatever. I think that's a part of it is that we have to be able to just enjoy watching the national team again. Um, So that was a big thing. Uh, Greg, I guess listened to critique (laughs) or, or changed his mind organically if he wasn't paying attention, but he did what the fan base wanted, which is to, to put in some of these players who, you know, we all see as as a cut above what what he'd been trying before, and it's not a lot. You know, it's just it was. I think four changes. Um, one of them, let's see, who was yeah, Morris Morris for Boyd. I think is like rather lateral that, and that made a lot of sense. But the other three were were ones where the fan base was kind of confused about where Greg was going with it, uh, and it made a lot more sense what he did, and it and it worked out. So now, those three, namely know, being
0: Matt Miazga, Reggie, Poo, yeah, and Josie Altador.
1: Right. So, and those three uh, made impacts in in various ways. Cannon was all over the place. Josie did did something that uh, was smart, and that I don't think Giassi's artist does, which is leave the ball for Weston on the first goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to give it, the the classic American soccer tradition of giving Josie a lot of credit for doing very little. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I could absolutely envision Giassi trying to like hook a shot there and just hitting it into you know row, row 3000. Um, so, so I, (laughs) yeah, exactly. High powered shot. (laughs) Um, so, so that, and, and Miazga was, was solid. He was culpable for the goal, as you said, uh, but in general had a, had a good game. Um, and you know, you can't say whether the, the choices, made the difference you know you can't prove a negative there but it's undoubtable that the team looked better more cohesive more fluid more solid in every regard that than they did against curacao and even looking back to um to the the group stage so things are happening i i still don't see this team as a favorite against mexico for sure and we'll get into that uh, but I think this this lineup gives us the best chance, and so I'm thrilled that Greggy B kind of synced with the rest of uh, everyone else's observations at the perfect time unless your crackpot theory of the day is correct.
0: I, I have a crackpot theory, as I often do. This is a early hopes and fears. My fear is that uh, Greggy B t- took the semifinals to rest his preferred starting 11, trusting his backups to get us to the final in order to bring back the Lima Bean, Walker Zimmerman, and A fresh uh, Lima bean. Zardes, police fresh Zardes. Now, that's, that's a... That's certainly uh, that's a crackpot theory, you know for sure. This the, uh, this is up there
1: with the Rapino theory, <laughs> which was which I I, I thought was totally plausible, <laughs> except that Rapino rebuked it. Yeah, and, yeah. herself.
0: Aside but. aside from that, um. So okay. In summary, here I just to close the loop on this. Let's assume you know Greggy is is coming around. There there are some changes in my perception here. I would say that Miazga and Reggie Cannon were upgrades i think reggie cannon is simply better than nick lima today and has a higher ceiling he's faster he's more dangerous in attack i think matt miazga is better he's very
1: goal dangerous (laughs)
0: he's (laughs) goal. he understands (laughs) highly goal goal. dangerous (laughs) um and and i think miazga is just a better player long didn't look that bad next to miazga you know walk long just looks like a like a jumble of a, a jumble of rolling dice uh, out there. And, <laughs> and <laughs> when you put Miazga in it, it, it suddenly looks okay. You know, having a, a mediocre Aaron Long is fine. In contrast to that, I would say that Jordan Morris is a weird Greggy pick. You know, the fan pick based on playstyle would probably be Tyler Boyd, but I'm okay with it. I suspect that Tyler Boyd is not doing what, uh, Greg wants him to do. And that's something we've complained about Greg being too insistent on having players that just do what he says. Uh, but in this case, I think Jordan Morris is uh, pretty much as good and seems to be gone with the game plan. So I'm okay with that similar to how I'm okay with Paulie Nips. It's not the end of the world. Um, and then the, right. the major shift for me is that I didn't see a huge up level having Josie on the field, over Giassi, which I, I hate to say that, but it's it's true. Ty, do you uh, resonate with that? Do you think Josie's still the number one pick for us? Uh, my
1: defense there would be the do-no-harm philosophy and the fact that, that Giassi literally provides defensive cover for the <laughs> opponent, and Josie didn't. So Josie, just by not getting in the way, like literally on the first goal, uh, helped the team. Yeah, and it was an upgrade there. Now... Yeah. Can he? Should he be doing more? Absolutely. You know, he's not my first choice. I'd I'd rather have Sargent by a long shot. But but given these two choices, this is this is who you go with. And you have to add on top of that how much more comfortable the rest of the team looks playing with Josie. You know, and there's there's a familiarity level there, but there's also just a trust I think that is not there with Josie. There are so many situations where players, you know, it's like a like a two on three. Let's say. And you know if it was Ariola or Boyd or Pulisic, they would just choose to go it themselves <laughs> because they just don't think that it's going to work. And you you can see this in a lot of the the plays, you know, even in the games that we won handily. And I just think the the uh, the trust factor is so pivotal, and it it made the team so much more comfortable. So the the goals that we scored felt like like regular national team goals, I guess. And and like like there's there's more cohesion and chemistry within the, the team. And that, that comes from shared experience. So, you know, I, again, not happy with the situation. I wish it was Sargent. That's my preference. But given these two choices, I think Josie's very, very clearly the better choice. And I think Berhalter agrees. The least crackpot of all of your theories is the one about Jos- about uh, Josie not, like, being allowed to start per the Federation yeah. for political reasons to, to ameliorate or uh, to... To satisfy the fans who uh, who want someone's head to roll for Trinidad, so I I buy that, and it, maybe now he's getting into the point where he can say, okay, well, everybody saw how Giassi did, did, you know. Now it's, now it's Josie's turn. Let, let's hope that that's the thought process and not resting, <laughs> resting the star striker, <laughs> as you said.
0: All right. So uh, interesting note with this Jamaican team. Uh, Leon Bailey is now with this team but wasn't for a long time. Can you tell me what happened there? And, and um, you know, Leon Bailey, a major talent coming from the Bundesliga, really, clearly to anyone who this was their first time seeing him, uh, you know, he stands out right away. Uh, but why hasn't he been with the team in the past?
1: Yeah, it's a little obscure. Uh, someone who's more, you know, intimate in the Jamaican soccer circles might know uh, better. But my understanding is that um, the federation offended him and his family at some point. Uh, at uh, in the in the youth era when he was like eligible for youth teams, so he's basically had like a, a no no contact relationship with the federation for a while. Um, and they made overtures for this particular tournament. I don't think he was ever considering like naturalizing or anything, but I think his his mentality was: if the Jamaican Federation's not going to like love me, then I'm not going to bother, you know, flying 3,000 miles
0: like every couple weeks. Yeah. So I think they they figured it out. It sounds like a Jonathan Gonzalez situation minus dual national. It's, it's very much yeah. It's very much
1: Jonathan <laughs> Gonzalez situation. I mean, Weston had similar similar issues, which is why he never. Featured very heavily for the youth teams um, I think somebody somebody pissed him off in u seventeen camp or something like that, and just that that's the the root of why he really wasn't in consideration uh, again speaking to your point last last show about. How, like, the reasons for selections are so obscure. It's like so much more than who's the best player. Yeah.
0: And it's as silly as you might think it is, which is like, someone is just a dick to these guys. Someone
1: doesn't like, yeah, exactly. Or they were a dick to them. Or that. Very possible. Like, they maybe they came into camp, like, you know, Andrew Carlton the other day uh, shows up for a Champions League game without his passport. You need your passport, kid. Doesn't matter if you're a professional soccer player; you cannot travel internationally without a passport.
0: <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> so some, he's apparently shit. like
1: suspended from the first team because of this, and it's like, yeah, that that kind of stuff could absolutely happen. Some some kid, you know, makes a dumb mistake or uh, or you know, maybe maybe actually hurts somebody or hurts the team in some regard or isn't willing to put in the work or whatever, and that foments. Regardless, I'm thrilled that Leon Bailey's uh, here because he's instantly one of the top ten players in CONCACAF. He's a he's a fantastic winger for, for Leverkusen he's a, a budding star, still only twenty, twenty-one, uh and and has lots of Bundesliga experience and you know bigger and brighter things yet to come. So I, I am excited and looking forward to playing him for many years. Uh and I think, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats. Like I think the more that teams like Jamaica have a star like that, the the more they'll push us, and the the better that'll make us. You know, even if it costs us some some losses in the meantime, um, and you know, it cost us a goal the other day. That was a, a classic Bailey situation, and he he did a great job. So, um, so you know, I I think it'll be it'll be good for the whole region to have a kid like that. Uh, and you know, the more that that we can, I don't know how we can do this, but maybe just by paying attention to Concacaf and like really like caring about. The success of the federation, uh, we can we can help grow the game here in that
0: particular way. Bang bang boom boom! Uh, shall we move forward? Let's look forward. Let's we've look got, forward. We've got we haven't done this a lot, this We've got a little yeah. game coming up, and uh, as I always do, when when it gets rough out there, and uh, you know the the bombshells are going boom. off. And we're the, ducking the, the behind the trenches. Off. The alarms are going. Get out of the
1: get out of the seats. I need, get to the terraces. I need to know. Warning, warning. Who are these people? Who are these beauties, <laughs> beauties, <people? laughs>
0: now of course, uh, you're likely to be at least somewhat familiar with the uh, the team we're going to play on Sunday, which I can now say with certainty. So glad about that uh it's a team that goes by the tune of mexico, so this is a this is our uh our our rivals uh in the sport they're our rivals and they are kind of good um but let's let 's go into a little more detail than that Ty, who are these peeps
1: the mexican national team
0: woo i'm getting chills just thinking
1: about uh, it uh is our our fiercest competitor. And, uh, historically the best team from CONCACAF every, every couple cycles, we'll have a cycle where we outdo them, uh, namely in 2002 when we fucking beat their ass in the world cup, COPA, COPA and got there, got to the, got to the, uh, round of eight by getting past Mexico, greatest U S Mexico game ever. Kobe Jones and in- heavily involved Rafa Marquez studs up tackle. Look it up. Um, the U.S.-Mexico rivalry is a, a fierce one, to say the least. It's uh, something that all fans from this region, I think, appreciate and look forward to. Um, it's kind of the best thing that we have going for soccer in this part of the world. The, the threads of it are, are many. You know, the, the uh, overarching narrative being that soccer was something, the, the one thing that Mexican society could kind of hold over the U.S., a long time you know doesn't matter if you have all the jobs and you have all the money we have soccer and then in the 90s the u.s starts to emerge as a actual competitor to the mexican team uh culminating in that win in 2002 and since then it's been it's been even even bitterer than it was before because the u.s is kind of stepping on mexico's toes here you know taking taking something that is more culturally mexican uh it's fair to say you know it's more of a more of a proportion of the the cultural mindshare um in mexico so the fact that we beat them ever is a giant affront <laughs> uh and so that's that's why as a us soccer fan it's so delicious even though they you know you know i i i do understand that they have some validity to that side of the argument uh It just feels so good to beat them because they hate us so much. And, and that's, (laughs) that's a very American mentality. So, uh, so as for on the field, um, recently over the past 10 years, the record's been fairly even, but the last five years, four years, it hasn't been super favorable for the U S last cycle. They beat us at home in world cup qualifying for the first time, uh, in I think four attempts or five attempts, uh, which was a big coup for them. Um, they went to the World Cup. We did not. They made the round of sixteen, which they almost always seem to do. Uh, so they they are clearly outperforming us recently. Um, and it's going. It, it would be a challenge, first team against first team. You know, for A squad versus A squad. Certainly, the saving grace there is that. Uh, Mexico doesn't have probably four of their best five players, you could say. So they're missing uh, Chicharito Hernandez. They're missing. um, They're missing uh, Chucky Lozano. They're missing Tejutito Corona, and they're missing Layún. They're missing Hector Herrera. So it's a it's a pretty big. uh, distance between their very best team their you know theoretical world cup team for this like if there was a, a world cup this summer and the team they're putting out there maybe six starters seven starters whereas the gap on our side is a little bit less we're missing brooks adams you could argue sergeant maybe way um sorry sergeant voluntarily (laughs) sergeant due
0: to god knows what
1: (laughs) yes exactly a lot of the mexico omissions are voluntary as well at least one of the omissions is because they don't get along with tata martino who's the new coach and i don't remember which one that is uh chicharito is, is because he his wife is having a baby i think um and which is like not a reason that many soccer players skip tournaments. It definitely happens, but nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, but Chicharito is an absolute gem of a human being. He is a complete man. Yeah, he's a man. delightful man. Yes. He's incredible. Yeah, I'm
1: such a he's, huge... He's changing dipes like, out here. Yeah,
0: as much as, as, much as I uh, love to defeat the Mexican national team, I can't help but adore Chicharito. Listen listen yes. to interviews. <laughs> listen to the man speak. He has, he has the most charisma of, of any soccer player out of either of our pools Bar none, not even close. <laughs> this guy is, this guy is like a, a smooth-talking, yeah, he, sure. if he wasn't doing, you know how we talk about Yedlin, if he wasn't doing soccer, he'd be doing fashion. If Cheech wasn't doing soccer, he'd be doing something else really fucking well. This guy's yes, got it exactly.
1: going on. PR, something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, another omission I forgot, which is insane, is Vela, Carlos Vela, mm-hmm. so they're missing they're missing a ton of talent um and uh, yeah uh, as i was saying a couple of the players are just because like they're tired like hector herrera he is looking for a transfer from porto so he's like in europe ostensibly focusing on getting this transfer and getting healthy so that when he gets to the new team he's better and um i don't know what to make of that it's pretty odd it's pretty odd like the this this does seem to be a first team gold cup right but a lot of the Mexican players just decided not to show up. A lot of the best players.
0: We may be talking about uh, just that the golfing class is really that much. That even when the rest of CONCACAF doesn't uh, brings their does bring their first team, that for Mexico it's just still not that big of a deal to them, and that is uh, not a good sign for. Uh, well,
1: yeah, I I I agree with that in theory. Just looking at you know where they've gotten, but the route that they've taken hasn't been very good. So. Basically, they're so they're playing this this sort of like B plus squad, uh, with with a couple starters from the full team, but a lot of players who really shouldn't be starting for for Mexico. They're just not at that level. They're like solid mm-hmm. uh, Liga MX players, which is still much better than solid MLS players, as we've seen in the Champions League time and time again. But um, is is not what we're accustomed to from them, um, and they have been weak in the knockout stages. They they. Uh, snuck by Costa Rica on penalties um, they barely defeated uh, Haiti in extra time with a goal uh, from Ro Jimenez who is kind of their I, you could say their star I guess he's he's a, a quite good uh, Premier League striker so that's 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 a pretty good level definitely their best attacker they have in the in the squad um, and you know that's the biggest threat for the US. Uh, so they they snuck by Haiti one nothing needing extra time to go through, so not at all a, uh, a you know vintage or typical set of results for Mexico in the knockout stage, and uh, they look uniquely vulnerable. So this is all to say that you know I think a squad against a squad the the you know it looks pretty rough for us. But these two squads, I think, we're still underdogs. But if if Greg plays the team he played against Jamaica, I think it's it's going to be a fair fight. If Greg plays the the Zardes Lima uh, walk, walk long situation, it's it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. It's and and the the crazy thing is like we don't have that much prior art to be able to say that conclusively, but that's that's our analysis. You know, yeah. that's that's our assessment of like what we've seen from this team and these players throughout the time that we've been watching them. So, I'm I'm just, you know, crossing my fingers big time that that Berhalter decide like makes the right choices here and gives us the best shot to win.
0: Yeah, so let me be let me be very clear. I have I have my doubts with the Berhalter experience, but I will be uh, the first to jump on the bandwagon if this starts going really well. Now, the important thing to note is he can't ever change the mistake he made by not bringing Josh Sargent or Cameron Carter Vickers. So the roster is the roster. EPB. EPB. I will never forgive him for that. Uh, That can't change. But what can change is if he does play the uh the Miazga Reggie Cannon and Josie Altador in this final that tells me that his first team has changed and he's gaining ground in my heart for sure oh
1: a hundred percent I just want to clarify also that it's it's not even about results to me it's like are you capable of making a mistake seeing that mistake and changing it you know Maybe there's a world to be incredibly optimistic and charitable to Greg. Maybe there's a world where he comes out of this tournament and he says, Hey, you know, I believed in these guys. Like I, I I thought I had my team. I realized that the golfing quality between, you know, whatever you say, like between someone like Matt Miazga, who's playing in Europe and someone like Walker Zimmerman, who's playing in MLS. I realized that's a lot bigger than I thought. And so going forward, I'm going to adjust my expectations based on that. Like that, that's, that's the, the, Peach of a scenario, right? Um so the more the closer we get to that kind of thing being reality, the better.
0: Yeah, that but, would be Greggy you know, B back to that, newch. That's great. Back to neutral. Totally back name. to Nooch. Yeah, you you're you're you get a solid zero yeah. in our
1: book if you get there.
0: Yeah. So Ty, are there any players on this Mexican team that maybe we haven't heard of that uh, we should be keeping an eye on during this final?
1: Yeah, there's one very interesting prospect in particular, um Uriel Antuna who plays for LA Galaxy, so he's going to be familiar to U.S. fans, uh, on loan from Manchester City. Locked in he's a Man starter. Man City player, <laughs> locked in starter. Don't even consider other players. Uh, and he's, he's a, a, a midfielder who's been doing particularly well in this tournament. I think he scored a hat trick against Cuba um, to kind of kick things off and like you know, ma- make people take notice of him. And then he's been getting significant time since then and, and has been getting good reviews. Uh, so i'm really looking forward to seeing him play kind of a um you know unique opportunity where it is a senior you know all out kind of tournament but because of all the the uh absentees it gives room for some of the some of the young fishies to step up and uh and and prove themselves and mexico always has a quite a conveyor belt of of young talent so you know even as a uh, rival i am excited to see what they have in, you know, coming through the youth ranks. And then especially excited to see uh, a player who's currently in MLS because that gives us a, a interesting barometer of where MLS is at in, in helping develop talent. makes us look um, good. So yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I like for Mexican national team players to be in MLS uh, because it forces the national team coach to take MLS seriously. And obviously Tata Martino is going to be particularly inclined to do that with his prior experience. Um, hopefully. Uh, but it's it's something that hasn't fully happened yet, and I think once that happens, that is going to be one of the things that kind of shifts the balance of Concacaf club soccer to the U.S. will be when the best Mexican players are choosing to play in MLS instead, because the lifestyle is different, the you know pressure is different, the the living situation is different. You don't have to have a a bodyguard. For instance, if you're yeah. playing in in the us like you're not gonna get fucking kidnapped. your check's like, like clear that my my one my one homie uh who's that guy? oh man one of the one of the Mexican national teamers literally got kidnapped uh, in in Mexico recently. I think he played in Sinaloa, which is like not not a safe place to play. And you know there's lots of places in Mexico where that's not a problem, but it's just something that you know it's it's in the back of your mind as a as a famous wealthy person. Uh, traveling in in a lot of parts of Mexico—that's just a reality. Yeah. So so that's something that you know you don't have to worry about if you have if you're if you're playing in the states, and that's something that we that the U.S. and MLS can can capitalize on to ch- sort of like shift that gravity of you know where where the best known club teams are.
0: All right, I'm going to paint a picture for you, and then I want you to fill in the blank. Ready? Do it. We are 15 minutes into this final. It is nil nil. And you're sitting there thinking, damn, the U.S. might win this game. Tell me, what did you see in the tactics of that first 15 minutes? A cohesive line of confrontation.
1: So no no solo pressing. That's one thing. So on on defense, I want us to play uh, two not super deep, but, but rather deep blocks of four. And then, as soon as Mexico tries to cross a certain threshold, we're all over them as a team. You know, three three at a time, hunt in packs. If we fall into the trap of you know Josie making sprints to try to tr- try to pick a ball off of a center back, uh, and and you know Pulisic doing the same, and there being this like you know individual approach to trying to win the ball back, that's not going to work. We should a hundred percent give Mexico possession. Just make make it so that that possession can't hurt us because it's not dangerous. So there's the, we we shouldn't we shouldn't freak out if we're not having the ball all that much. It's not a big deal as long as the possession they have is not dangerous. Uh and then in the attack, what I r- really desperately want to see, I think it's one of the best qualities of the Burhalter era are 20-yard passes on the ground to break lines. So, this is either from the center backs straight to one of the tens or from uh from Bradley straight up to josie, let's say uh or to a winger so these are these are passes where it's not we're not lumping the ball up and hoping for the best. We are actively picking targets we're rotating the movement in attack is is good so that players are getting into positions to receive these passes. And then the players who are on the ball are comfortable enough on the ball that they can advance the ball past two, three, four Mexico defenders at a time, uh, and that's that's like the the middle ground tactic between like trying to pass through them entirely and tiki taka uh, uh, Mexico, which isn't going to work, and lumping it up to Josie, which is also not going to work, and is a, the the classic falling you know falling uh, whatever the the flaw of U.S. Uh, national team approaches in the past when it comes to playing Mexico. We, we're so desperate to get the ball, then when we do get the ball, we're so desperate to do something with it that it just becomes uh, a, a cross-fest, and that, that <laughs> tends not to work super well.
0: Welcome to Cross-Fest uh, at Denny's. <laughs> thank you for thank you for spending your Sunday uh, with us. I've been to a few cross-fests in my life, <laughs> got <gonna> to say. <laughs> we were, yeah, this is the Denny's managed by Landon Donovan. cross Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Y'all. Assistant managed. <laughs> Assistant <laughs> manager, London <laughs> Donovan. He's the, uh, yeah, he's he's my paralegal for my divorce, my most recent divorce. He's, he's yeah. the guy who assisted my actual lawyer.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, first, the first one didn't go so well. So I'm glad I'm glad you called it a
0: real pro. <laughs> so let's real quick do uh, a, a, an, a proper hopes Body and fears. Wow! 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 Babies. Uh, hopes and fears, hopes and fears, y'all. Uh, easy hope. Easy hope. What's your hope?
1: Great hope, which is a Pulisic moment of greatness.
0: Yeah, baby. We've seen we saw a couple of those. Pulisic has been growing into this tournament.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But but what I want to see. So there there is a uh, history here, which I, I should have mentioned. Um, there have been five U.S. Mexico Gold Cup finals. Uh, the U.S. has only won one. They won this final. I think it was one nothing. Off a goal, a a wonder goal from Benny Failhaber, mm. a young Benny Failhaber, t- twenty one, twenty two year old, uh, who used that really as a springboard to start quite a quite a productive national team career until it was unfortunately cut short by idiotic shadow factors, um. And so that's the kind of moment that I'm looking for from Pulisic. The guy was poised to announce himself on the world stage at the World Cup for the U.S., and it didn't happen. He, he did his absolute best. He left it all on the field, and he never had the chance to, to make that statement and, and uh, stamp his, uh, his you know, authority on U.S. national team history. And he's ready. He's our best player he had his best game last game of the tournament and he's he's ready for that that moment that people will remember for decades and decades as the Christian Pulisic goal against Mexico so that's that's a very very clear hope even if it ends up you know you lose on penalties or something if if Pulisic has that moment i think it's going to be worth it
0: i agree my fear is uh in the in the in the last there, there's a, a classic U.S.-Mexico goal that is representative of vintage Bradley, which is the goal that oh. it has become oh. our logo. Uh, it's it, our logo, or, yeah. Well, our no, logo, it was our logo it's, it's, first. It's the logo yes. that became a goal, actually. Our logo yeah. came first. Uh, Michael Bradley scoring from like one million yards away from the goal uh, out of nowhere. And my fear is that what we see on Sunday is the stark contrast where we now have aging Bradley and it shows. Uh, that's my biggest fear. Bradley's kind of our only hope here. He's he's we need him. We need him because Trap is just not ready and probably never will be. So not, we yeah, just. Yeah, it's not need a readiness thing. I you know I think that within <laughs> we have enough time. It's not a readiness thing. We have enough time to to replace Michael Bradley before uh you know before you know potential other tournaments that may or may not happen in the future um before qualifying let's say yeah we're
1: definitely in qualifying
0: but uh what we don't have is that opportunity before sunday and we just need to juice it from you bradley we just need it but we might not so that's my fear uh for this game is is that bradley sad bradley sad mistake yeah yeah yeah. um folks it's gonna be a juicy one be there with us on sunday It's double finals don't forget uh of course don't forget to tune into the USWNT game as well. There's a little game on the other side of the the world that is of some significance. So, you know, be with us. Uh, We're going to recap everything that occurs this weekend in elaborate fashion. Uh, Once this tournament... Hours of tape. (laughs) Hours of tape, baby. Once this tournament ends, we'll juice it for a little bit. These tournaments, I should say. We will juice them for uh, a little bit. And uh, but that'll be it, guys. For those of you who have been with us this whole summer, tuning in, watching the crap nats, watching the good nats, watching the child nats, we love you. This has been an absolutely thrilling summer. We've had ups and downs, and no matter what happens on Sunday, we the peeps won this summer.
1: American American teams beat France twice in one summer.
0: So awesome! Take that! Take that! France men's national team. You're up next, but it might take yeah, us a while. Exactly, we're, we're, give us a few years.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's hold off on that one. A little, little, little. Oh boy, here we go. Oh all right, boy, all right, all right. They're I, ripe for the taking.
0: I love the yeah. They're just they seem vulnerable. Um, I love the fact that uh everything is on the internet forever i know that's something people complain about but i myself like it what you know i was on reading rainbow as a kid and this morning me and k dot who's staying with me uh we did a little archive digging and uh, found me a baby me on reading rainbow which is did you really yeah so there you go man it's uh link
1: or it didn't happen
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right link coming I love, this is not an an endorsement or advertisement, so I'll just name the general technology that I'm talking about. I love that you can box up a mattress and open it in your room, and it just, there's not just one company that does that. So once again, not a a sponsorship, although we'll take it uh, from any of you.
1: We will definitely take it. Ten
0: times over. Uh, But it's incredible. If you haven't tried it or watch a video, see it, uh, know that that's a real thing. And I also love having objects that to the outside observers uh, seem unimportant but to you are very important so in short objects of sentimental value but no utility those are great but i don't love any of that stuff as much as i absolutely love the gnats
1: let's go boys one more
0: it's we the people it's we the people It's we the people. It's we the people. What the fuck happened to Darren Maddox?
1: (laughs) Darren Maddox looked like he discovered some very powerful
0: drugs. (laughs) When was it that we said Darren Maddox looks like Joey Badass?
1: We said that like three or four years ago (laughs) when... And and also during the recent game where um, Dwayne Holmes, aka Chance the Rapper, <laughs> and Darren Maddox were on the field at the same time, which just tickled me to no end. Uh, it's the next. Jam. However, Darren Maddox, even from like four weeks ago, he's like he's like the the um, he's like the White Walker version of himself <laughs> at this point. It
0: looks like the, the hair like...
1: is wispy, the face is gaunt. <laughs>
0: He's like wrinkly and translucent. All of a sudden, what? What did you eat, bro? He's got like food <laughs> poisoning or something. <laughs> I feel I for you. I, I think Darren Maddox is ill. think we need to, someone needs to call. Uh, the Pray close for signal. Maddox. Pray for Maddox. We must protect Maddox. Yeah, I, I
1: love, I love the guy. I was always jealous of of Jamaica for having Darren Maddox, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, I. I <laughs> It's it's tough stuff over there, man. Something's going got to get some uh, going some down. collagen shots or something. <laughs> Sorry, Darren.
0: Man. Really we deep. love you. We love you, Doug. I, love I'm sure you. you'll look. You, Good you'll Snap right back.